Welcome to the Show Up Podcast with me, your host, Natalie Norton. This podcast is all about having the courage to be a really good human and living the kind of life that genuinely fires you up every single day. Are you ready to become your best self and truly show up for your life, come what may? Me too. Let's do this thing. I know you, you understand me, babe. Girl, you're my best friend. Welcome to episode number 10 of Show Up with Natalie Norton. You guys, before we get going today, can I just take one second and talk about how much I love that intro music from my dear, wonderful, longtime friend, Jake Kungaika. Um, that song is called You Make Me Feel. And you guys, I cannot even tell you. I am constantly flooded with messages from listeners asking about this song, asking who wrote it, asking where they can download the full version. And I am so excited to share that information with you today. And honestly, I just wish that I had been more on the ball because I really should have shared this with you sooner. That is like a major friendship fail. Um, But Jake, man, you know that I love you and I love Mandy and you know how thankful I am to you for all the support over all these years and what it means to me to have all of you Kungaikas in my life. Um, And my gosh, you guys. Again, I'm just so excited to share about Jake's amazing talent so that even more people out there can experience all the magic that that man shares. Um, Really, just to go into a little bit more depth here, from the moment that this podcast was even the ittiest, bittiest thought, dream in my heart, um, I immediately knew that this song by Jake was exactly what I wanted to use for my intro and outro music. Um, And I honestly, I'm just so thankful that Jake was so quick and so gracious and so enthusiastic about being willing to share it with me for this show. Um, Guys, really, he's just so amazingly talented and he is just such a great human and friend. Um, Okay, I could obviously gush forever and ever. Um, So let me just simply say one more time. The song is called You Make Me Feel by Jake Kongaika, who is known in the music world as Cub World. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you all the information that you need to download this song as well, as let you know where you can find all of Jake's other work. Oh, and you guys, at the end of this episode, I will also be sharing the winner of the ratings and review contest that has been going on for the last couple of weeks. Um, So I know you're excited. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And I think that's it. So without further ado, here is episode number 10, entitled Boundaries, how to love them, how to uphold them, and why they matter so very much. Okay, so let me ask you a question. When you feel confident, when you feel centered, when you feel clear in your own life, who wins? Who benefits, really? Who benefits from you being in that state? Who benefits from you operating from that space of of courage and self-trust? The answer, of course, of course, is you, right? But also, when you're living this way, every other person in your whole entire life, benefits as well. You guys, truly, from the bottommost part of my heart, I want you to know that I really do believe, really, truly, madly, deeply, I believe that boundaries are one of the most critical contributing factors um, to the sense of confidence and the purpose that you feel in your life and that you experience every single day. Now, this episode is the first part of a three-part series called Show Up for Your Boundaries. So we're going to start here in this episode with a more aerial view, and then we're going to get more and more specific as each episode progresses. Um, But for this episode, for this first installment, here's what we're going to discuss. Number one, first, we're going to discuss why 
it is that boundaries are so important. Number two, we'll dive into what holds us back from implementing them. A lot of us know that they're important, right? But it's the implementation where we struggle. And then finally, number three, we'll discuss how we can overcome those hurdles in order to finally and fully and unapologetically tap into the power that making and upholding boundaries holds in our lives. Okay, so why are boundaries so very important in our lives? Okay, I'm going to start here by reading a list, just reading a list of a few of the reasons that I compiled as I was getting prepared for this episode. Um, Now, as you listen to this list, I want you to just tune in, really tune in, and listen for any of these end goals, quote unquote, that, that sound appealing or desirable to you in your life in any way. Now, as you listen to this list, I want you to really just tune in. I want you to pay attention and I want you to listen for any of these like quote unquote end goals, um, so to speak, that sound really appealing or desirable to you for your own life, okay? Setting healthy boundaries requires and generates heightened self-awareness. When we work to implement healthy boundaries, we cannot help but increase in our understanding of ourselves and our awareness of our behaviors, of our thought patterns, of the way that we interact with the world. Setting boundaries increases our self-awareness. Healthy boundaries lead to healthier, happier relationships. There's going to be an entire episode on that as a part of this series. Boundaries also help us have a greater sense of order, clarity, and confidence in our lives. Boundaries allow us to be better, more reliable friends, partners, parents, neighbors, etc. At the heart of it all, boundaries are about taking ownership and personal responsibility for our own needs and feelings. And I'm just going to tell you flat out right now, that to me is the most appealing part of all of it. Because we step into power when we take responsibility. We step into our power. And we stop being bound by excuses. We stop being victimized. Um, and we really we really take ownership of our lives in a whole new way. And so that to me is the magic, the magic of boundaries. But moving on to more on this list, um, boundaries provide us with a greater sense of self-trust. Clear boundaries free up more available energy in our lives and help us avoid burnout. Remember, you're listening. Do any of these things sound appealing to you? Because avoiding burnout and fatigue sounds incredibly (laughs) fulfilling to me. Boundaries bring us peace. And I could go on and on, but I'm just going to share one more. Boundaries allow us to show up better in every high or every low of our lives. You guys, the bottom line is that without boundaries, we're just much less anchored. Um, Our lives are just far more unpredictable. They are more chaotic. We've got less control over our energy expenditure. And we're significantly more prone to disinterest in our lives, to feeling that numbness or that disengagement that I know a lot of us out there struggle with. Raise your hand if you're in that boat. I have been there. I feel you. I see you there. We are more prone to burnout. We are more prone to fatigue when we don't have boundaries in our lives. So I'm going to illustrate this here for you with an analogy. So I want you just to pretend for a second that you're at the beach, okay? You're building a sandcastle with your kids, or maybe it's your nieces and nephews, your neighbors, or like in some totally non-creepy way, some stranger's kids. (laughs) Whatever it is, you get the idea. You're building a sandcastle with some kids. And you just keep doing all this work. You're digging, you're raking, you're molding the sand into moats and you're making like watchtowers and you're packing the sand down into these um, pails and you're flipping them over and just making dungeons and all kinds of fun things, right? You're focused, you're working hard, you're having fun, you're expending all this energy and then boom, a wave slaps the shore and your work is just gone, washed away, destroyed. Like, Annoying. It's annoying. Sure, fine. 
But also, you're over it. You just get right back in there. You laugh, you, you work, you blow it off. It's no big deal, right? You're laughing, you're playing with the kids. You're building, you're building. And then again, boom. Another wave wipes out all that work. And if you're like me, after this happens and you have to start over like a couple of times and it just keeps repeating itself, you start to lose steam. Like you're over it. You're done. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter how focused you are. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter how like passionate you are or um, how much excitement you bring to the situation. It doesn't matter how much fun you're having with the kids. You're really not making much progress. So each time that a wave wipes you out, you're going to increase in frustration, right? You can imagine this. You've probably experienced this. Your work is going to start to get sloppier and sloppier because you just don't care anymore. You just want to get this done because the kids, you promised them a sandcastle. And by golly, you are going to deliver, but you are not going to enjoy it. And you just want to get it done as quickly as possible because you are over it, right? I'm right. I know that I'm right. Now, again, when you started out, everyone was laughing. Everyone was having fun. You had a shared vision, right, of what it was that you wanted to create. And all of you were working together to make that end, towards that end, to make that happen. But every time the wave came and wiped you out, the natural response would be to feel less and less engaged. And then over time, you get to the point where it's really not about this fun experience you're having anymore and it's more like this obligatory thing. It's just getting it done because you want to lay down and relax, right? (laughs) Or maybe that's just me. But let's look at this for a second. Would it make any sense to be angry at the waves? Let me just start by asking you that. that. Would that make sense? Would that be like a logical, normal thing to do, to be angry at the waves? Would it make any sense to blame the ocean? for like the mess that it keeps making of this fun thing you're trying to do. No, right? Would it be reasonable at all to be annoyed with the kids that you're playing with because they want you to keep helping them build? I mean, honestly, you set the expectation. You promised them that you'd help them build a sandcastle. And initially, you really were excited about it. You were energized by it. It was fun. You you know, you were all doing this thing together. But now you are miserable. Your energy is depleted. You have no passion left. And at this point, if you're me, which I think, you know, a lot of us would fall under this same umbrella, you are annoyed. Like the kids are annoying the actual life out of you at this point. And honestly, you want to quit, but you also want to do what you said that you would do, right? Like you don't want to disappoint the kids. You don't want to break your commitment, You want them to have a good time. You really do, but you're over it. You're tired. This is not fun. You have really nothing left to give. But again, this stupid, gosh dang sandcastle project matters to these kids, and these kids matter to you. And you want them to know that you value and you prioritize your commitments. You promised them you'd make them a sandcastle, so you're going to do this. So what can you do to ensure that you don't lose it, and that you're able to also honor the commitment that you made. Okay, so I am a self-proclaimed sandcastle expert. So in my expert opinion, you have two options. Number one, you choose to build the castle a little bit further up onto the shore. However, if you move further up the beach, that means that the sand is going to just be more dry. And dry sand is less malleable. Dry sand is just not the optimum sandcastle sand. Trust me. And you don't just have to trust me. You can verify with any child in my life. I know my sandcastles. Okay, so option two, you take a few minutes, you dig a long pit, okay, about a foot deep, a few feet long, and only a few inches wide. Once you've got that done, you take a boogie board and you jam that thing down in that pit and then you reinforce it on all sides with sand. Now, when the wave laps its way up onto the shore, you have a barricade. You have a boundary in place. 
and you're able to keep on building to your little heart's content, and that little investment of time and energy allows you to just build the castle without incident at all. Okay, so, <laughs> so I admit this is not the perfect analogy, but because it is so clear and because it is so simple and it is so easy to grasp, it really is a good fit for our purposes here. So we're going to take a minute here and deconstruct this analogy um, in relation to our conversation about boundaries and how um, boundaries can show up in our own lives, okay? So boundaries respect the needs and desires of everyone involved, which is why a healthy boundary, and if we're, if we're drawing from the sandcastle analogy here, right, a healthy boundary would not have been to just leave and build the castle further up on the beach in less ideal sand, okay? Because, yeah, that would have allowed the ocean to keep doing its thing without having it continually destroy your sandcastle, but it doesn't take into consideration your needs, your sandcastle hopes and dreams. Does that make sense? This option, moving further up the beach, that is akin to being a doormat or um, letting the ocean have its way at the expense of your own goals and needs. Not a healthy boundary, okay? Taking the time to get that boogie board barricade situation in place, that allows you to keep on building your sandcastle in the good optimum sandcastle sand but it also allows the ocean to keep on being the ocean. Because obviously, no matter how frustrated you get, no matter how much you yell, no matter how much you scream, the ocean is still going to be the ocean, right? Like, you don't get to change a thing about the ocean. The ocean needs to keep being the ocean, and it would be really unreasonable for you to expect anything else than that, right? One of the most common misconceptions that I find among clients I've worked with over the years is the belief that boundaries are about changing other people's behavior. That is absolutely, absolutely, unequivocally not the case. Boundaries are about clearly defining your own behavior, period. I'm going to say it again because I really, really want that to sink in. It is so vitally important. Your boundaries are not about other people. Your boundaries are about you. A boundary is never, never, ever about changing someone else's behavior. Other people's behavior has nothing to do with you. Letting you in on a little secret what other people do, what other people think, how they feel. None of that has anything to do with you. It's not your job and it's really not your place to be in charge of the way that another person behaves or what they feel or how they react to any given set of circumstances. What is your job, however, is choosing and then clearly defining what you will do in response to any kind of behavior that you've decided you're unhappy or you're uncomfortable with. So in other words, you can build a boogie board wall that protects your sandcastle work, but you cannot stop the ocean from being the ocean. Okay, so just note for a second that we're talking about adult relationships for the most part. Um, boundaries and child development and discipline, that's like a whole different thing altogether, okay? Um, so that said, we're starting to see some of the reasons now, right, that boundaries are so important in our own lives. And like I mentioned earlier, a big part of that is because they require us to take ownership. They require us to step into that place of responsibility and power. And my gosh, that is one of the most powerful and profound lessons that we can learn, that we are in charge, right? Makes me think of um, what I mentioned in an earlier episode. Who makes Natalie mad when Natalie's mad? Remember that conversation with my mom? Mom, you make me so mad. And my mom said to me, oh, wait, Natalie, who makes Natalie mad when Natalie's mad? Me learning to take responsibility for my own feelings and to take responsibility um, for my own emotions and my response in any given situation. And 
as we set boundaries and as we um, get really clear about the boundaries that need to be set and why they need to be set and how important it is to uphold them, we start to learn that it's not about making other people wrong. It's not about making anybody else change. Healthy boundaries are about us taking ownership, us getting clear about our values, us as individuals having the courage to take ownership and to say, you know what? This is what I value. This is what I believe. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm uncomfortable with. This is what I'm willing to live with. This is what I'm not willing to live with. And then making courageous decisions based on those clearly defined values and beliefs. My gosh. My gosh. We have so much to talk about over the next three episodes. I cannot even wait. But now we're going to move into part two of our show. And during this part, we're going to discuss some of the things that hold us back from implementing these boundaries and hold us back from upholding healthy boundaries once we do have them implemented in our lives. So it's important to me that we start this um, portion of the episode, this, this part of the show, with some real compassion because, you guys, I know, I really get it, that for some of us out there, the word boundary, that word itself evokes just the yuckiest feelings. It's like it feels harsh. It feels callous or selfish. Um, it's like we have this pre-programmed response, right, to see it as being really aggressive. Um, now, I know a lot of you out there are nodding your head like, oh my gosh, yes, that is me. And I want you to know, first and foremost, that you are not alone. Um, there's all kinds of conscious reasons and subconscious reasons that people resist boundaries and that they refuse to set them up in their lives altogether. Um, and many of those reasons really are due simply to a lack of understanding um, or a lack of healthy modeling. Um, but when we really understand, I just want you to remember this, when we really understand what healthy boundaries actually look like, what they actually feel like, the way that they actually empower us and offer respect and love to the people around us, we just can't help but experience a shift. And so just stay with me, okay? That's all I ask for is that you just stay with me. Um, but I do acknowledge that for many of us, boundaries have been framed in a way that make them feel like the boogeyman <laughs> or like the monster under the bed, right? Um, but in reality, I want you to think of them like a bodyguard or like um, a knight in shining armor or a guardian angel, Okay, we're just reframing these things in positive ways because we are missing out on so much untapped power if we're not utilizing um, boundaries in our lives and not taking responsibility to implement them in the ways that they need to be implemented. So here is a quick story from my own life about a time when I resisted um, setting up healthy boundaries. So Every time that I go to Utah, which is where I went to high school, my, my parents still have a home there, um, we spend a lot of time there. I struggle every time I go there because I have so many close friends. I have so much family there and clients, just so many people there that I want to spend time with, but it is impossible. It is absolutely 100% impossible for me to see all the people. Even if I packed every day of my entire vacation or business trip or whatever the purpose of my visit is, even if I packed that entire time full of visits, I really don't even think we could fit, fit everybody in then. Um, and really, total transparency, um, one of the hangups, one of the reasons that this is that this is hard for me, and this is still something that I'm navigating and working through in my own life, um, it's my fear about making anybody feel left out or about hurting anyone's feelings. Um, it really doesn't matter how clear I am. Um, and I've said this a million times on this very podcast, um, that I know that other people are in charge of their own thoughts and their own feelings, that it is not on me, right? The way that people choose to respond. But even so, it really just matters so much to me. It is one of my most deeply held values um, and purposes in my life, that people feel loved, that people feel seen. And because of that, I will go to great lengths, great lengths, in order to avoid like any scenario, any situation that could cause the people that I love or anyone really to feel unloved or to feel unseen or to feel unimportant to me. Okay, with that context, 
so in the past, um, because of all those things that I just mentioned, um, I have, I've let that worry and I've let that fear about hurting anyone else's feelings or making anybody feel unloved. I've let all of that stop me, um, from being courageous and from just setting healthy boundaries and, and realistic and, and, um, reasonable expectations, respectful expectations, um, in other words, like another way to, to help you understand, because I've been so worried about hurting people, because I've been so worried about making anybody feel unloved, I never put a boundary in place about visits. I've just never done it. I've avoided it completely. Um, I've never, ever communicated openly with people about travel plans. Um, I didn't have the courage to just make a few phone calls, maybe a lot of phone calls, or send out an email or whatever, and just say, look, we're coming to town, but we're just not going to be able to see everybody this time around. We love you right? Um, okay, now that said, I do want to be fair to myself because I think truly that part of the reason that that I was struggling was because I did really just in part have this like wishful thinking. Um, <laughs> I really think that I always just held on to this hope, unrealistic as it may have been, that somehow we would just be able to fit everybody in, right? That somehow we just make it work, but it never, ever worked. So recently, I had an experience, um, and this really just brought to my awareness in like an undeniable way. It was just such an aha moment for me um, that the ways that my um, lack of communication um, and the way that I was avoiding dealing with these things head on because I didn't want to cause anybody hurt and pain, um, I, I, it was brought to my awareness that I was actually, in my effort to avoid causing pain, I was actually causing the pain in other people's lives that I was so desperate to avoid. So what happened is this dear friend of mine, wonderful friend, treasured friend, we've been friends for years and I just love her fiercely. And she reached out to me about a year ago and she confessed that every time we went to Utah, it would hurt her feelings that I didn't at least call and just tell her that I was sorry we weren't gonna be able to see her while we were in town. Um, she said that when we visited without even mentioning it to her, that that made her feel as if she was like um, less consequential, as if she was an inconsequential part of our lives. Like like our friendship she and between she and I, the friendship between she and I was one-sided, that maybe she treasured and valued me more than I did her. And this, the very moment, the moment that she spoke those things out loud, they made, like everything she said made perfect sense to me. I, I know that I would have been inclined to feel in the, precisely the same way as if she came to town and didn't say a word to me about it. And so I get it. But what had happened, and what I'm really clear about now, is that I had been so worried about having hard conversations. I'd been so worried and uncomfortable as it related to the possibility of hurting someone's feelings, that I never openly communicated boundaries. And in so doing, as I've mentioned and mentioned, I actually created the very pain that I was trying to avoid. And even in saying all of this, and even in this great realization that I've had, I, I have to admit that I'm still not perfect at this. I still have a really hard time. Um, I go to Utah at least three or four times a year, most years, um, mostly for work and then, you know, sometimes for for pleasure, just to see friends and my parents, my parents, of course. But um, I, I still struggle. And I am getting better about letting people know that I'm coming to town and then just openly explaining the purpose of the trip and then just telling them that I'm so sad there isn't going to be enough time this time around. Um, and then I, of course, make sure that I tell them how much I love them and I hope that they can feel the big hug that I'm sending their way. And then I just try to absolve myself of guilt and tell myself, you know what, I did, I'm doing my best. And the reality is that this is my best. And sometimes my best is going to hurt people and it's unintentional, but there's truly nothing that I can do. And um, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm learning to be confident that the people that I love, um, that they also love me, that they love me unconditionally. And they know I have to just trust that they know that my intention isn't to cause pain. They know if they really know me and they really love me, which I believe that they do, I choose to believe that they do, then I also choose to believe that they believe and that they know that I'm doing my best. And yeah, is this newly, like this new plan of open communication and just setting these boundaries, is it gonna cause people some pain still? Yeah, I, I really think that it will and it does. But I also believe that being direct and being honest and setting a clear boundary 
about my time and the purpose of my trip. I believe deeply that overall, in the overall scheme of things, that that will cause a lot less pain um, than the alternative, than the way that I was managing things in in the past. Um, so there's my experience, okay? I want you to know I'm in this with you. It's hard for all of us. And with that said, I want to list a few other things that may hold you back, me, all of us, from setting healthy boundaries in our lives. So I want you to listen as I read through this list, and I want you to see if any of these things sound familiar to you. And I want you to pay particular attention, okay? Because sometimes the reasons that we avoid and resist um, setting up boundaries in our lives, those reasons are actually subconscious. We aren't even really aware that we're doing it, but then when we hear them spoken out loud, like me with my friend who spoke out loud to me, hey, you're hurting my feelings and here's why. Once we hear that spoken out loud, suddenly we go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And we get this valuable insight as it relates to our own tendencies toward avoidance. Like the second that she spoke that out loud, I was like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm so afraid of hurting you that I'm hurting you. <laughs> and it, it just like, it's so blatantly obvious. So pay close attention as I read through some of these things that I've compiled here. So what holds us back from implementing healthy boundaries? Sometimes it's our fear of what others might think, what others might feel, or what others might say about us. Maybe boundaries seem selfish or unkind. And maybe it's a quote-unquote the devil you know type scenario. Putting boundaries into place may bring a whole new slew of issues and problems, and we just don't want to deal with them. In other words, the boundaries, they seem like they could actually maybe cause more problems and be more trouble than they're worth. Another one, often we're afraid to set boundaries because then we have to uphold them. And that sounds hard and that sounds scary. And that sounds like it could be a lot of work. How many of us relate to that one? I am raising my hand up very high. Another one, maybe we're afraid of rejection. Maybe we fear that the other person will leave us or love us less or just reject us all together. Sometimes, like the example that I shared earlier um, with my friend when I was visiting Utah and not reaching out to her, sometimes we prefer total avoidance to having to have the hard conversations or deal with the hard issue. We're too overwhelmed to face the discomfort or awkwardness that would be necessary in order to put the boundary in place. Totally me. That was me. Here's another one. Perhaps we feel validated or we feel vindicated in our role as the victim of a specific relationship or a specific circumstance. And stepping up and setting up a boundary, that means that we have to show up and we have to start taking responsibility for our own lives. And that scares us. Another one, maybe we're just people pleasers, plain and simple. We just always put others' feelings and needs in front of our own. So many of us, particularly women, have a tendency to be guilty of this. Another one, sometimes, and this is sometimes a tricky one. This one admittedly is tricky for people to accept or for them to understand. Sometimes we avoid putting boundaries in place as a way to kind of maintain control over a situation where we may feel insecure. So we think all the love and approval in the relationship is tied up into people-pleasing. And we're unwilling to stand up for ourselves. We're unwilling to create healthy boundaries because we are so afraid of losing that love and approval. So does that make sense? We're actually trying to control the relationship and keep it where it is because we're so afraid of losing it. And we're so afraid that if we stood up for ourselves, if we, if we had some healthy boundaries in place, that we would lose this thing that we feel that we need so much. So we don't put boundaries in place as a way to control and to keep the relationship in our lives. And then, of course, we have to mention that in very extreme cases, like in the case of abuse, for example, people are petrified to put boundaries in place in fear of a response that could actually put their lives in danger. And this is just a sample. This is just some of the different things that hold us back from implementing boundaries in our lives. Um, there are so many reasons, and I really, really want to acknowledge them. Um, and I also want to acknowledge you if you see even the smallest shadow of yourself in any of the reasons that I just listed. It's hard. 
and it's scary and boundaries are still worth it. So before we move on to the next section of this show, um, where we talk about how we can overcome some of these hurdles, I just want to make a quick note. Um, if you if you are in a dangerous or abusive situation, just for a second here, I just want you to feel my hands on your shoulders. Um, I want you to just see me looking you square in the eyes. This message is for you. I want you to find someone that you trust. I want you to find someone that you trust who can walk through this with you, okay? There is, there is help available to you. I want you to find a professional. I want you to open your mouth because you are not trapped. I know that you feel like you were trapped, but there are options and you do not need to navigate this all by yourself. Find someone you trust, reach out, open your mouth, ask for help. You do not have to navigate this alone. Okay, you guys, we have talked about why we need boundaries. We have covered the things that hold us back from implementing those boundaries, some of the things that hold us back from implementing those boundaries in our lives. And now we are going to discuss some ways that we can overcome those hurdles so that we can finally, we can fully, and we can unapologetically tap into the profound power that making and upholding boundaries holds in our lives. You guys, this is tricky because I don't want to oversimplify. I really don't. But the honest-to-goodness truth is that first and foremost, overcoming the resistance that we feel to setting, to, to setting boundaries, to maintaining boundaries, it really does just come down to practice. Practice, practice, practice. This just isn't something that is magically going to come. It's not something that you can just decide to do and then be done with it. It really does take vigilance. It takes dedication. It takes commitment. It takes a decision that you are now going to live in a way that um, honors and protects boundaries in your life. And the ability to set and maintain those boundaries, its um, we can think of it like a muscle, right, that you have to work in order to develop. But remember that with each healthy decision— Every time that you speak your truth with love and with compassion and with clarity, these are some of the things that we're going to talk about in the other episodes in this series. Every single time that you do that, I promise you it will become easier and easier to do. Okay, now, practice, practice, practice. Second, but not in any way lesser than practice, practice, practice. In order to overcome resistance and fear to setting and maintaining boundaries, we have to believe. Like, we have to really work to believe, to fully grasp the ways that boundaries bless us. And not just us, but every single person around us. Because once we step into that full trust, once we step into that power and we really, really trust it in our lives, I promise you, it becomes so much easier to have the courage to put boundaries in place. It almost it almost shifts in a way where it's like you don't even know how to live without them. Like it's like like if all of a sudden it, okay, here's an example. <laughs> like you are Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz and all of a sudden you see color. How in the world do you go back to a world of black and white? How do you unsee what you've seen? And I promise you it's the same with boundaries. It is just astonishing the ways that boundaries breathes life and courage and confidence and love and and trust and more healthy, robust relationships. All of these things are the fruits of healthy, well-implemented boundaries. And um, once you get it, I mean, really, I hate it because it just seems so abstract. But the reality is that once you get it, quote unquote, once you get it, the end result, it just, it, it really does feel worth any sacrifice or any discomfort that may be required to get to that point. Um, does that make sense? <laughs> and I hate it because it just sounds so flimsy and that's frustrating to me. But um, because, because I recognize that there's like this tricky flip side to that same coin. Um, you have to get it. You have to believe it. You have to be willing to prioritize setting boundaries and maintaining boundaries. But 
in order to really get it, right, quote unquote, in order to really believe in the power that I'm that I'm describing, you kind of need to experience it in action, right? So it makes it all so hard. Um, it just it's challenging. It's really challenging because you need to experience it in order to believe it. You need to believe it in order to to have the courage to keep implementing it. And so really it it comes down to what I said first and foremost, the most genuine advice that I have for you at this juncture of this conversation is practice, practice, practice. Start small and practice, practice, practice. And I can promise you really, truly, from the deepest part of my heart, that with practice, the benefits that you will experience, they're, they're honestly, they're irrefutable. Boundaries really are just such an essential part of living our best lives. They are essential to showing up completely, not just for ourselves, not just for you, but for everyone around you. But here's the thing. Again, I don't just want this to feel flimsy. I don't want this to just feel abstract. Um, It's really important to me. Like it's deeply important to me that our discussions feel practical, that they feel actionable. So I want to remind you with that said, this discussion, this boundaries discussion is a three-part series. Today, we're taking like an aerial view. We're discussing boundaries in a really broad way, just why they matter, why we avoid them, how we can overcome the hurdles and resistances that we feel, um, But it's just sort of a foundational discussion that we're having today so that we're ready to dig deeper in part two, which will come out next week. We're going to be discussing boundaries as it relates to relationships and all the ins and outs of how all of that comes together and why it's so important and how it blesses us. Um, We'll talk about how to identify relationships where boundaries really need to be implemented. We'll talk about how to implement those boundaries in the most healthy and sustainable ways possible. We'll even talk through some of the roadblocks that we are most likely going to face that will almost undoubtedly arise as we work to, to implement these things into our lives um, because I want you to feel really prepared and capable because the roadblocks will arrive and I want you to have practical application skills in place so that you're ready because um, it will just make this all so much more smooth and so much easier to implement in your life. So part three which will come out the following week during that installment, we will dive into the ways that boundaries transform our relationships with ourselves and how boundaries really do. They help us step into genuine confidence, self-trust. They help us achieve the greatest purpose of our lives. We're going to talk about worthiness. We're going to get really clear about how boundaries empower us, how they help us achieve um, our greatest aspirations, Um, and not just achieve our greatest aspirations, but achieve those goals and objectives in a way that really does take into consideration the highest good of everyone involved. Okay, spoiler alert. (laughs) Boundaries are not selfish. They're actually like the most selfless thing that a person can even do, okay? (laughs) I just, little spoiler, something to look forward to, something to start like mulling over as you get prepared for these these future episodes that are coming over the next couple of weeks. And finally, you guys, um, before we wrap this up here, let me just tell you one more incentive, one more way, one more way that you can find the courage to overcome any of the resistance or the fear Um, that you may be experiencing about being courageous enough to implement boundaries into your lives, I want you to remember that we learn by example. Our best learning is through modeling and through example. And whether we like it or not, people around us are paying attention. Our kids, our friends, our siblings, our clients, People that we love, like people that we love so deeply, they're looking to us. They're looking to you for permission and for courage. And that matters. That's a really good incentive for overcoming any of the resistance that you may feel. I also want you to know that the healthiest people that I know, the happiest people that I know, the most generous people that I know, the one thing that all of these people have in common really is that they have clear, intentional, 
unapologetic boundaries in their lives. And they guard and protect those boundaries in every way. As you work to set up healthy boundaries in your life, yes, you are going to benefit greatly. But the secondary blessing will be that you're going to show those around you that they are allowed to have boundaries too. Your life is going to become this shining example. Your life, your life, you, yes, you, you are not exempt. I'm speaking directly to you. Yes, yes, you. Your life will become a shining example to the people around you of just how powerful boundaries are and just how much they bless everyone in our orbit. A friend of mine, um, a friend of mine recently shared the following quote with me from goddess Miss Wonderful Brene Brown. And I really think that it is the perfect thought to close this episode. Brene says, quote, the most compassionate people I have interviewed over the last 13 years were absolutely the most boundaried. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I feel so blessed to have you as a part of the Show Up community. You brighten my life. You really do in so many ways. And you guys, oh my gosh, as promised, I'm so excited to help you get your hands on that awesome intro and outro music by my awesome friend Jake, or Cub World, as he is known in the magical world of music. Um, again, the song is called You Make Me Feel. And you can find it, um, as well as so much more of Jake's awesome work, at cubworldmusic.com or itunes.com forward slash cubworld, C-U-B-W-O-R-L-D. And we'll make sure that we include all that information in the show notes from this episode, just so you've got it there for future reference. Um, and again, thank you so much, Jake. Really, all of us just love your work. And um, we are so grateful to you for sharing that song with us. Okay, finally, here we are, the moment you've all been waiting for. It is time to announce the winners of the rating and review contest that we've been hosting over these last few weeks. It's really hard for me to announce this because I just want you all to win. And I don't want to disappoint anybody. But I can't not disappoint anyone, right? Like there's nothing I can do, but I promise you there'll be other opportunities in the future to win other awesome opportunities and prizes. Promise, pinky swear, cross my heart. Okay, so our first prize, which is not like our first place, but our first prize of two prizes. Our first prize, which is an hour-long life or business strategy session with me, Natalie Norton. That first prize goes to Leah J. Fair, whose review reads... I look forward to Natalie's episodes each week. I can't stop sharing them with my friends and family. They are so insightful. Each episode has inspired me to make changes in my life so that I am able to show up better for my family and those around me. I appreciate her authenticity and her perspective. It feels like she is speaking right to my heart. Thank you, Natalie, for showing up in this world. You are making a difference. Oh my gosh, Leah. Thank you so much for those kind words. And congratulations. I'm so happy for you. You can claim your prize by emailing me at natalienorton at gmail.com and make sure that you use the subject line, I won, okay? Because that way I won't miss your message in the sea of other messages that come in every day. Remember, you have one week to claim your prize. And if you don't claim it within one week, then a new winner will be chosen. Okay, you guys, the grand prize winner. I feel like we need a drum roll or something. <laughs> this person will receive an entire month's worth of one-on-one -on -one life or business strategy work. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is like seriously such a big deal. Honestly, honestly, truly, I have not been taking on any new clients in nearly a year now. So this is really exciting, and I'm so happy for this person. Um, now, again, I want you to know, 
If this isn't your review, please don't get discouraged. We are going to be doing all kinds of awesome giveaways over the next few months, so stay tuned. There will be more chances to win some awesome prizes. There'll be more opportunities. I promise, promise, promise. Okay, the winning review reads, this is just like an excerpt, but in part it reads, her messages are genuine. Her wisdom and insights are so inspiring and refreshing. Natalie fully embraces the depth of human experience and connects with it and others from a place of compassion, empathy, and wholeheartedness. In a world full of people who struggle to know their worth and to feel that they are enough, Natalie's message rings loud and clear, you are enough. Listening to her podcast is like listening to a dear friend. She has helped me so much on my own journey already. If she had only one listener and just helped that one person through this podcast, it would be enough. But I know her words and messages have and will reach so many more. And this review came from Becky H01. Congratulations. Oh my gosh, Becky, I'm really so happy for you. I don't sound happy because I'm so sick. And I haven't mentioned it throughout this entire episode because I'm like, let's not draw attention to that. But really, you can hear it in my voice. I've just, I've been so sick the last couple of weeks. And I'm just like doing my best to plow through. So I don't sound as excited as I am. But Becky, my gosh, I am really so looking forward to this. I cannot believe that we're going to do this. I'm so excited for you and I'm so happy for you. Congratulations a thousand times. And again, pay attention for a second here. You claim your prize by emailing me at natalienorton at gmail.com and make sure you use the subject line, I won, so that I don't miss your message. And remember, you have one week to claim your prize before a new winner is chosen, okay? So let's get the exact date here. You have until... Tuesday, the 12th of March, to claim your prize. Okay? If you don't claim your prize, both of you, if you don't claim your prize by that date, then a new winner will be chosen. One and all, thank you for listening today. Remember to stay tuned for the next two installments of our Boundaries series. They will be headed your way over the next two weeks. And you guys, if this episode blessed you, if it enlightened your life in any way, Chances are good that it could really bless others in your circle of influence. Will you please share this episode with two other friends or family members or colleagues who you think would find this episode useful in their lives? Let's just all join together and share goodness and share light, and we can make this big old beautiful mess of a world a better, brighter, and more enlightened place. And as always, thank you for being here. I love you. I believe in you. I am genuinely rooting for you. you make, make it a great day. Like I'm Natalie Norton, and you have been listening to the Show Up Podcast. I know you. You understand me, babe. Until next time, my beautiful friend, Girl, keep friend. showing up. Keep that heart wide open. And as always, remember, your best is always enough.